It's the best show on YouTube for sports. It's Fluent and Chill Season 2. I'm Anthony K of Sports Fluent. He is Jermaine of Chill Town Hoops. Jay, how you doing, man? Don't have the chills, so. You, you sound much better. We ended the season, we ended the uh, the year off a little under the weather, but we're all feeling better now. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about the biggest stories in 2021. That's what you're supposed to do the first week of the new year. We're going to make our NBA our, not the voters, not the play, our NBA all-star team selections. Mm-hmm. We're going to recap our week 17 picks. We did so good. You guys should start listening to us because we're, our, our picks are solid. Then we're going to start it off. I don't know if it's a sad note, if it's a, it's definitely not a happy thing. Antonio Brown on Sunday had a dust up on the sideline. There's rumors about what happened, but at the end of the day, whatever happened caused him to say, forget this. And he took off his shoulder pads, took off his Jersey they say they threw them into the crowd, but I don't think I looked at it again. He didn't really, he just threw it to the sideline. He didn't throw it into the crowd right? and then proceeded to leave the field, but not just leave the field. Like if he had just left the field, I think it would have even been received differently. No, no, he was, he went to dance and kind of hop and skip his way through the end zone and wave to the crowd. And the crowd wasn't very nice to him. They were flipping him the bird um, as he, as he left. He then there's the shots of him. Great, great jacket, by the way, Antonio Brown, if you're listening. Um, great jacket. He's, you know, he's shown there with his luggage, getting a ride. He then releases a rap song, uh, which is you, you can find on uh, Fluent and Chill. Um, and, 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 so, and then the rumors start to come out. He was hurt. He didn't want to go in. He wouldn't go in. He wouldn't go in because he's a malcontent. He wouldn't go in because he was hurt. Bruce Arians is just you know, pushing him to play injured when he doesn't need it. More has come out since we spoke last about incentives. Oh, well, they didn't want to put him in because he was so close to getting all these incentives for receptions and touchdowns and yards, and they they didn't want to do it. Bruce Arians looked very angry, very angry in the press conference. He's He's not a buck anymore. Next question type of angry. When you saw, I guess, the initial reaction when you saw it, since the news has unfolded, where's your head with Antonio Brown right now? Well, it's, it looked to me, Tone, like Bruce Arian had to deal with him, and this was just the final straw. It seemed like he was already over Antonio Brown. And if you can, if you recall, Tone, he didn't want Antonio Brown in the beginning. Like this was this was even before he even got on the crew. He didn't. He had announced that's, we don't meet. That's right. He did say that. I forgot. I forgot about that. So he didn't want him from the beginning, right? Because he knew the malcontent that he was. So this was already something that was a recipe for, for disaster. However, Brady vouched for him. And not only did Brady vouch for him, he was playing really well. So what we'll do is, you know, we'll, we'll tolerate it for right now. But then the, the nonsense starts to pile up. You got the vaccine card and him being injured and things like that. Now, what we can't discount tone is we can't discount the player that he is we can't discount that no question about that he's absolutely an elite wide receiver but the other stuff that came with him Bruce Arians saw that a while ago and he didn't want anything to do with it and because he didn't want anything to do with it it was almost like seeing him seeing Bruce Arians was it was almost like he felt like I mean I, I knew this was going to happen and I let you guys suck me into this and now I'm in it and I'm, and I'm upset because this could have been avoided. We didn't need this guy, and here we are now, and what was I thinking? That's what he just – that's kind of what he looked like to me. Yeah, I – you know, when I went back, because my original thought was, man, this guy clearly has something that he needs mm-hmm. help with, right? There's some instability there. Because here's the thing. Okay, you're injured. You refuse to go in. I, I, I respect the fact that you know your body better than anyone else. So if you're truly injured and you can't go in – there's ways to take off your helmet. You sit down, you talk to the trainers, you know, what, and, and there's ways to even leave the game to say, Hey, I can't put weight on this ankle. I can't cut. I need to get back into the training room. And guess what happens? Someone walks with you and they escort you into the locker room and, 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 and we'll, we'll question what happened and it'll come out later. Oh yeah. He had an ankle injury and, and he was, fine. and now there's no issue. The fact that you make a spectacle 
of it. I think, hey, listen, people argue, fight on the sideline all the time. And mm-hmm. we say, you know, Tom Brady slammed his iPad down into the ground because he was having a bad game and the team lost a t- game they should have won. And we say, look at the passion. Mm-hmm. So so I say that, now listen, I, I know that there's double standards for certain people doing the same act and they get treated differently. Don't get me wrong, I understand. But take but take it off your take it off your shoulder pads and your jersey and dancing through the end zone. Uh, I don't care who you are, you're gonna get a bad rap about that. Right. Bruce Bruce Arians to me, I think you're right, was like it, it was kind of like I told you so. Or the other thing I saw was, hey, I told you it was your last chance, right? With the vaccine card, we're gonna bring you back because we need you. Because we do right. listen, Evans was hurt, Godwin's mm-hmm. out for the season. Mm-hmm. We need a receiver of Antonio Brown's ability on the field because we'll get to on the field here in a second. Mm-hmm. And it was just like can't have you doing that and that's what it was it was almost like just anger disappointment i think even more so than the i told you so it was like i gave you another shot and like oh he was absolutely over it up right you screwed it up he just looked like he was over it like i knew this was gonna happen i didn't want this in the beginning but i'll let you guys talk me into this and what happens when that what happens when stuff like that happens now you you start to question you like damn what was i thinking i shouldn't have got involved with this guy from the beginning because i knew what this was going to be because he saw what he had done with the Raiders. He saw what he had done in New England. He saw what he had done in Pittsburgh. And he's thinking, and Bruce Arian is thinking, this is going to be, this is going to continue if we bring this guy over here. And I don't want anything to do with this. But against my better judgment. Hey, when you have a quarterback guy, like Tom Brady. Right. And he, and he says, I'm vouching. This guy's staying in my house. I'm vouching right. for this guy. You, you, have got to, you have to do it, right? Like, of course, you, you have to do it. So, let me right. ask you this Is this his last? I, we can assume it's his last game with the Bucks. Is this Antonio Brown's last game in the NFL? I think he overtoned, and I'd be, I would be surprised to be quite honest with you if he were to get now. You can say, Well, give it some time and, 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 and let some things pass. And how much, what is Antonio Brown? Was he 32, 33? I think he's, he's, he's on the wrong. Yeah. He's on the wrong side of your prime, right. I guess, technically. So if that's the case, then, I mean, how many more years team teams have already proven in the past that, you know, they'll do anything to win it and they'll bring anybody in to win. However, there's a line that can't be crossed. And with a guy like Antonio Brown, I doubt very seriously that anybody is interested in that kind of nonsense. I yeah, doubt that. And, and the thing is, there's only a couple of players that command the respect and teams that command the respect that could bring in a personality like that, right? You have Tom Brady. Well, that didn't work. You have the Patriots. Right. Well, well that didn't work. So right. another team that doesn't have that, how do you bring in someone? How do you how can you expect to keep him kind of reeled in for a whole season? What about Here's- Pittsburgh, Tom? That's a, that's a first class. So you talk well, about and, like, and, and yeah, and Pittsburgh. Like, they did said, a great job for the first right. You just seven, said seven eight years. You just said Brady. Okay, so I don't know if you can't get with Brady, then that's one thing. Then you got Pittsburgh, which is a first class organization, and then Belichick. So that's three out of four. That's first class organizations. And if you can't get it right with these people, what makes you think he's going to get it right in Cleveland? Well, and that's and that was going to be my next point. Is that that's the tough part? Is if he had done this in Cleveland, right. in, in another city, and much like Randy Moss in Oakland, right? right? And then he comes over to the Patriots. Oh, he's a model citizen. What a, We forgot what a great receiver he is. Top yeah. three all time, right? Mm-hmm. We thought he was washed. And people were saying he was washed in Oakland. He looked pretty good to me in New England. And so that I understand. But now this is reverse. Well, you've been to the, those first-class organizations, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So I know because of his talent, so, yes, I think it's his last game in the NFL. I think he gets called to a training camp next year. I don't. And I think he does, and I think it doesn't work, and it doesn't last. Someone's going to give him a chance. Someone's going to have some injuries at wide receiver, and they're going to bring him in for a look. Because you know this. Coaches, general managers have what? Bigger than anyone else in the world? Ego. And they're going to say, I can do it. I can fix it. I can but keep him under here's the thing. Here's the thing, though, Tom. What's the benefit of bringing in this guy who, let's be clear about one thing. Him being how he is, that's a complete and utter disruption in your locker room. Forget for, forget what kind of player he is. Just bringing him into your locker room. So now you want to bring him in in training camp 
where he's the most impressionable. We got guys that haven't made the squad yet that are trying to make the squad. We got vets that are trying to move forward, and we want to bring this kind of entity into what we're doing. Okay. No way, Tom. No. So way. maybe maybe not trading camp, but like, what if a team is depleted at wide receiver week four? No, we can find somebody else. You know, right? I, 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 because because here, here's else. the thing. So the question is, it was his last game in the NFL. I also agree, yes, but I think someone still gives him a look. You say yes, but no one gives him a look. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah, but I think that uh, I don't think he's gonna be allowed to see it. What I mean, oh. when I say, I, I, what I mean when I say that is, is very much like Pete. Pete Rose is not in the in the, in the Pro Baseball Hall of Fame. Pete Rose is getting in the Hall of Fame. He's just not gonna be allowed to be. He's not gonna be around. Well, yeah, have. because he was banned for life. So Absolutely. technically, once he's he, gone, yeah, he's getting in. So I think the same thing is gonna happen. In Antonio Brown is not gonna put on a on a on a gold jet. I doubt that very seriously. Just well, doesn't the NFL doesn't I think you have to be retired for what five years? Five years is what it five is. Years. So five years from now, let's say he I, I, we have to check how old Antonio Brown is, but I think you I think you're right. I think he's like 32, 33 or something. Mm-hmm. So let's let's say he's eligible at 38. Mm-hmm. How many years do you have of eligibility in the NFL? Is it infinite or do you have do you know how many years? I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Tom, I think it's 10. Okay. If, if, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So you don't think he's going to be alive at 48? I I, I just don't, I don't know if he's going to be around, man, to be honest with you. Because I, I, th- I, I, th- I, I see it more as a – I see it more as this. Okay. Let's assume – forget. let's assume – I know this is a big assumption. All the off the field, all the antics, and he just played, and he retired today. Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer just based on stats? Based on stats, yes. Okay. So I think he gets, and I think this person I'm going to mention was, it wasn't right what they did to him. However, I think he gets treated like Terrell Owens. All the stats to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but they make him wait, you know, a cycle or two to prove a point that if you're a bad person or if you're a, you know, a disruption, you have to pay a price. The, the code, the unwritten Hall of Fame right. code, which I disagree with. I think what you do on the field, Mm-hmm. is separate like like pete rose is a great example i get it all the things he did i i just don't get me wrong but he's a, it's the baseball hall of fame it's not the personality hall of fame it's not the my everybody likes me hall of fame it's not the you know i got along and i was a stand-up guy role model hall of fame no it's a baseball hall of fame what did right. you do on the field well on the field he's a first ballot hall of famer right pete rose as was Terrell owens Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think there's I, – I, I'm not a big baseball guy, as, as you know, but I, <laughs> I forget. He's some old guy from, like, the White Sox back in, like, the 20s or something like, who's like, he's a jerk. We're never putting him in the Hall of Fame. Man, Ty Cobb or something. Uh, and like, Joe, Joe Shoeless Jackson is his name. Yeah, it's like he, he deserves to be the Hall of Fame. So, it, 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 this is what needs to be understood. This is what needs to be understood when it comes to Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Terrell Owens – was quote unquote a malcontent. His you you never saw this kind these kind of antics yeah, yeah. with him. He was not even close to any of this stuff. Not to mention with Terrell Owens, he might have fussed and he might have been upset about not getting the ball. But come Sunday, he produced. Yeah. We never saw his picture. We never saw his mugshot on Sports Center. We never heard about this dude smacking up girls or nothing like that. We never we never saw any of that with him. So with him and, and Antonio Brown, we're talking about apples and oranges. They're not okay. they, they, they're not even close to being the same. Absolutely. Not to mention T.O. was a way better receiver than Antonio Brown. Way better. Way better? It, it's not I, close. I, I say better. Way better? He ain't it's not even when when I look at Antonio Brown as good as he is, he wasn't as good as T.O. No. So so A B's best season. To Terrell Owens' best season, I, I agree. Terrell is better, but you think way better. You think there's a big gap there? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a back off the way better. But what I will say is that he was better than him. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I agree with you there. The way better caught me off guard. I was like, now maybe because the longevity. Obviously, mm-hmm. Antonio didn't get to play. Uh, I, I think as many seasons as he probably could yeah. or should have. But I think the problem we have, Tony, is that when we when we equate Antonio Brown with him, we equate just not just him being a malcontent, but also him as a player. I mean, Terrell Owens, for the decade, from 2000 to 2009, he had the most 1,000-yard seasons. Nobody else had more 1,000-yard seasons, more yards than he did. Well, yeah, you're not going to get an argument for me on how right. good Terrell Owens is. Absol- right. Absolutely not. I've got him. I got Terrell on my Mount Rushmore of wide receivers, so you're not mm-hmm. going to hear me argue there. We're going to stick 
we're going to stick with football for a second mm-hmm. because as as always we do our our we did our our picks last week we did good mm. we 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 did real good so yeah. um we both we both got 13 mm-hmm. 13 out of i think it's 16 games they play one two three four so 13 out of 16 mm-hmm. um the ones we got wrong one of us got wrong like i picked denver you had the mm-hmm. chargers um let's see which one oh uh i had pittsburgh you had cleveland okay uh i had tennessee you had miami so those are those are the so those are the couple ones that we got wrong the only game that we both picked wrong well let's start with let's start with that one pittsburgh so i picked pittsburgh you picked cleveland mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season you had cleveland winning the afc north I told you that I don't trust Baker Mayfield. I don't trust Baker Mayfield. I don't trust Baker Mayfield. 16 of 38, 185 yards, two interceptions, and about 37 sacks. Do you trust Baker Mayfield anymore? No. Is Baker Mayfield's time in Cleveland done? Well, it's interesting you mention that, Tom, because not only do they have a quarterback situation, it's not like Baker Mayfield is, you know, not only is is he in a contract year, He's also injured too. He's got to have shoulder surgery this offseason. So that's going to be a problem too. So Cleveland's got some decisions to make. Is this our guy moving forward? And if he's not, then which way are we going? Because uh, they got a they got they got a first round pick. They don't have the, the number one overall pick. But if we starting over, what are we starting over with? Because we can't just we can't just go, well, we dump in Baker Mayfield and we don't have a plan moving forward. I don't well, know if Baker Mayfield that would be a very Cleveland thing to do. It would be very Cleveland to do, to be quite honest with you. Now, I understand that, you know, they haven't been, I mean, Baker hasn't been, I mean, I think he had one season where he was, where he looked like he might be the franchise guy, but your guy, Hugh Jackson told us three years ago, this isn't the guy. He told us this and he he was adamant about it, that nah, man, I know what you guys think, but this guy isn't the guy. And I was thinking, Coach, what are you looking at, man? He yeah. looks like he's coach, the real coach. Player. You're crazy. Yeah. yeah, coach, what's going on? Turns out, and and, and what I'm not going to do, Tony, is I'm not going to get sucked into this this one season because he doesn't really look like he's progressed enough for me. Because we are in year, we we at the end of year four, Tony. Yeah. Right? When and, when you see when you see so many young quarterbacks coming in, yeah, and 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 performing and and getting better, right? You don't see that from Baker. Baker is someone said this, and I know this isn't I know this is an overreaction. I get that. He, he said Baker is a sober Johnny Manziel. <laughs> that ain't ridiculous. And I kind of went, that ain't ridiculous. Like, I don't that's know. That's not ridiculous. That's not ridiculous. So here's not. the thing. So if you're Cleveland, are you looking in the draft? Because you've seen a lot of young quarterbacks come in NFL ready and they jump right in, start, you know, Herbert as an example, et cetera. Or there's some quarterbacks, Russell Wilson. Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Garoppolo to a must down a couple of tiers that are going to be available this or may be available this offseason. Do you make a because here's the thing? Listen, I get it. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I want to go to California, right? I'm a Southern California kid. If I'm leaving Green Bay, I want to get out of the cold. But it's not crazy. It's not crazy to say, look, the weather in Cleveland isn't any worse than Green Bay. It's not. And say, hey, here's the thing. Here's what I can offer you. I got a number one wide receiver. I got two, just like you have in in Green Bay. I have two great backs. And for the first time in your career, I have a really, really good defense. Really good. You want to end your career? Bring a a Super Bowl to Cleveland Mm -hmm. and be a god. Because if you bring a Super Bowl to Cleveland, I've said this before and people fought with me. And I said, look, Baker's not the guy to do it. But the question was, if Baker brings a Super Bowl to Cleveland, is he bigger than LeBron in Cleveland? In Cleveland. And I said, yes. They'll in Cleveland alone. The They'll build a statue of him outside the arena. A hundred percent. And so now is Aaron Rodgers going to take that, that debate on that? I don't know. Russell Wilson. I get it. He's from Virginia. He's been playing in Seattle. I don't know where he wants to go. Listen, he had Chicago as one of his teams that he would go to. If Chicago mm-hmm. wanted, I hate to put these two teams in the same breath, but why not Cleveland? Mm-hmm. And then to a lesser extent, your guy, Jimmy G, mm-hmm. he's done. Like we know that's going to be Trey Lance's team. Mm-hmm. So we know San Francisco would make a move. We know mm-hmm. Cleveland would probably give up their first round pick. Right. right. And, and, and is Jimmy G on the same level as Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson? No. 
But is he better than Baker Mayfield? I think so. I think so too. Because here's the thing. I can win a Super Bowl with two types of quarterbacks. Elite quarterbacks that can win me games and Mm -hmm. put a whole team on their shoulders. And average quarterbacks who don't cost me the game. They don't have to win the game, but they can't cost me the game. That's the most important part, Tone, what you just said. The second part. And that's I think ba- most, and I think Baker Mayfield puts you in a position sometime where he'll cost you the game. And, and his and here's the thing with Cleveland. You just mentioned it, Tone. A lot of teams like Chicago, they might be a little, they, they might be a little further away. Uh the Giants. Cleveland is not, not that far away. No. I, this I, is a quick fix, as a matter of fact. I said to you two years ago, they're a coach. It was Kitchens, I believe. Kitchens and and right. I said, yeah, they're a coach and a quarterback away. Yeah. And I I like Stefanski, and now I and I said to you, well, now they're and I, you know this, I, I'm beating my own drum here for a bit. I said they're a quarterback away, mm-hmm. and and I said to you they would have been. I, I know I'm repeating myself, but I'm gonna. I said they would have been better off keeping OBJ and starting Case Keenum and trading Baker Mayfield, and I stick by that to this day that I think they would have been in the playoffs. Now, are they a Super Bowl contender that way? I don't know, but are they are they in the playoffs that way? I think yes. I think but- OBJ OBJ is not washed. And I will tell you this, though, Tone. Let's just say for the sake of argument that they are in the playoffs like that. Well, now they become even more attractive because now people are looking at them going, damn. Case Keenum led them to the the playoffs. Imagine what I could do. The the thing that I'm thinking about is I'm thinking about Mark Jackson. I'm thinking about Mark Jackson when he played in Indiana. When he played – not Indiana. Yeah, when he played in Indiana and he was playing in Denver. And – before he before he went to Indiana, he was in before he went to Indiana, he was in Denver. So the the Pacers end up losing in the playoffs to the Knicks. And Mark Jackson is looking at that group going, I think they are point guard away from really challenging for the Eastern Conference. And I think I'm that guy. So you take Baker, not Baker Mayfield, you take Cleveland and you put Case Keenum in that lineup and they end up in a divisional round and maybe they win a game. And now you're looking at this team going, boy, they're a quarterback away. And Aaron Rodgers is thinking, or Russell Wilson is thinking, I can get them to the AFC Championship game. I, with that group right there, I can get that group to the Super Bowl. I can get that group to the Super Bowl. Because what's Russell Wilson saying? Do they have a defense? Because Russell Wilson knows. How did he win a Super Bowl? He played great, but they had a really good defense. Legion of Boom. Legion of Boom. Absolutely. Uh, what has Aaron Rodgers been saying for, I don't know, every single season he's been in Green Bay? I wish I had a defense. Yeah. Right? I would and Russell Wilson also. I wish I had an O line, and I'm not saying mm-hmm. Cleveland's O line is great, but they're better than Seattle's. And Correct. if you have a running game, mm-hmm. if you have a running game, especially a two headed attack like that, mm-hmm. I'm feeling pretty good about myself as a quarterback. If I can run the ball, have an offensive line, have a defense, set up play action, yep. all the pieces are there. Mm-hmm. So you know it's 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 there. So okay, so let's so let's get back. So so that's because that was a game that uh, I think I think put the nail in in the in the baker coffin so here let's talk about the game that we both got wrong mm-hmm. and, this, and remember i told you you're gonna kick yourself in the, when, when i tell you because you're gonna say ah, i never should have picked them we both picked dallas to beat arizona oh i damn sure did pick the cowboys and i got sucked into that and the reason why i got sucked and into all that, season you said i'm not gonna get sucked into that you got sucked into the cowboys i'm sucked in tone I, I got sucked in and the, the problem that i'm having the more i watch the cowboys that offense is worrying me more and more Kellen Moore, not not Kellen Moore, I'll take that back. Zeke does not look like Zeke from two years ago. Dak looks like he's out of sort. Now they just lost Gallup. He's out for the season. He just tore up his knee. So, you know, Amari Cooper, I don't think Dak goes to him nearly as much as he should. And when I think about Pollard, and when I think about the kind of runner he is, I'm not sucked into him being a featured back. And the reason why is because I know – what being a workhorse back is. And for him to now get the lion's share of the carries, it would look good initially. But then when teams start loading up and now they're prepared for you, you're going to see a completely different back. So I'm not I'm not sucked into that. The thing that I'm concerned with, with the Cowboys is their overall offense. It's not their defense. Their defense is their defense is solid. I love Micah Parsons. Listen, they played well enough. Yeah. To 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 win that game. Yeah, they did. Now you know, we had some mismanagement tones of, of well, timeouts. I, I mean, the defense played well enough. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, we had some mismanagement of timeouts. And was that a fumble at the end? Well, yeah, it was a fumble at the end. But 
when you put yourself in a position when you put yourself in a position where you know you got three straight three and outs and you're not scoring you're, you're not mo- not forget scoring zone we're not even moving the football the ball, yeah we're not even moving the football now the cowboys are a team that i found out the cowboys are a team right now where they could lose in a divisional round but they could also be in the nfc championship too so I'm interested to see what happens with these dudes. You know, we've talked about this, and it's just – I'm with you. It's like I feel like – I get it. They want to balance the running backs. They think Zeke – and maybe there is something wrong with Zeke that we don't know. But I, I just think and – and I'm like, you know, if you run Zeke 15 times a game and you run Pollard 10 times a game, which means you're running the ball 25 times a game, an average game I think has like, what, 50, 60 plays, so mm-hmm. just under half. Now you're setting up that play action for Zeke or for Dak, excuse me. Dak looks so much better mm-hmm. coming off off a of play action, as does almost every quarterback ever in the history of football. It, I, I find they have so much talent at the skill positions. They have such a good offensive line. There's no reason why they shouldn't be able to score at not at will, but I mean in today's NFL with the yeah. with with what's going on, they, they should be more effective, more efficient on offense, right. and they're not. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is they get pass happy, right? I, I said this to you before, where, you know, when you see Zeke run five, the ball five times and Dak throws it 50, I don't even have to tell you, I bet you they lost that game. Like, I don't even have to know the score. I, I, I just, I say, I bet you they lost. And if they won, I'm surprised. I, I went back and looked just FYI. <clears throat> um, I actually <laughs> just tooting our, our own heart. Denver and Dallas. Those are the only two games I got wrong. I got 14. So I beat you by one. You got 13. Um, <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm, I'm impressed because I've been so up and down this season with teams, but as, as it gets later on in the season, Dallas really upset me. I really thought the chargers were done. I really thought the chargers were done. So I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed how they came out and, and beat Denver. Mm-hmm. So we're going to switch from football. We're going to make, like we said, we're going to make our week 18, our last round, our last, last week, which means playoffs is here. Um, our last week, uh, we're going to make those picks. Those are going to come out on Friday. Obviously, check them out because 13 right, 14 right. You're going to be tops on your straight-up picks. Mm-hmm. NBA. We might – I don't know. COVID might uh, – COVID. COVID might block this, but there's going to be – at least we think there's going to be an All-Star game. Yes. We've had a lot of talk about All-Star games in our lives on TikTok. Everyone wants to know, should this player be an All-Star? Should that player be an All-Star? I said to you, I don't even like the fact, I get it, the fans. It's a fan event. Fans get to pick the starters. I've always said the fans should pick the reserves, not the starters. Because I feel like an all-star starter should mm-hmm. be like a, an accomplishment that's given to you by your peers. I feel like the mm-hmm. players should vote those. You can't vote for yourself, but players should vote for the starting five. Actually, I think the players should vote for everybody. But players should vote for the starting five, like the NFL, like the top 100. Like that's a huge honor when you see my, mm-hmm. my peers Put me at number seven, number right. seven of everyone in the NFL. That's pretty this good. This is what they think of me. This is what they yeah. think of me. Because there's like, if you think about it, 53 man rosters, 32 teams, basic math, it's like 15, 1600 players. To be in that top 100 is a big deal. <coughs> you're in the top, you're in the top 10%. Yeah. So to put, to put the, so the, the all-star, so I want the players to pick them. I know it's not going to happen. That being said, I'm going to make you and me the heads of the NBA. Mm-hmm. And we're going to let the fans vote in the reserves. I want your East and West starters. Okay. So in the East, I'm going to go with in the front court. I think Embiid starts at the five. Uh, Giannis goes at the four. Um, let's see. And KD goes at the three. And in the back court, uh, I said this already, Tony. I think Lamelo. I, I know you. I know this is this is the big the big one that's going to shock everybody. I, I, I think Lamelo Ball starts in All Star game. Lamelo Ball starts with Demar Derozan. There's your five right there. I have no complaints with your front court because I think I think anyone that argues Embiid, Giannis, and KD, you have to make a really good argument for someone else to replace one of those three because mm-hmm. those three are all MVP candidates. If healthy and play every game, because we know that's an, an issue, those three are all MVP candidates. So mm-hmm. I'm with you on those three. In the backcourt, I think DeRozan, who also should be con- an MVP candidate, mm-hmm. is there. 
The other guard position, though, the other guard position for me, is LaMelo Ball the best guard? Is LaMelo Ball the best guard? Is he? Is he? Do you have him over? I'm just I'm trying to think of who the who the other East guards are. So is do you have him over? Tone, I want to I want to start Lamelo with his brother. That's what I want to do. I'm gonna put it. You want you want an all ball backboard? That's what I want to do. I want to start him with his brother. Absolutely. And if he was playing better, I think he's like 13 a game. If he if he was 16, 17 a game, I'm starting both of them. But I can't do that because you can't. You couldn't start him over over the season uh, DeMar DeRozan is having. Like I said, I want to start him, but I can't because he ain't playing as good. What, what, what if what if they had Demar as a small forward? Would if you, they had no would you start Demar over someone else? Who am I? Who, who am I taking off that? Am I taking KD out? Am I taking Giannis out? I can't do that. No, so, Matt, so you would no. move you would move an MVP candidate if he was a if he was the forward to the bench. I said I want I, I want to start both of them. I can't okay. start both of them. So let, so so, let, so, uh, so I think we agree, Demar. Okay, so we agree on right. those four. Right. So here, here's the other guards in contention. And I, I need to, because I'm not sold on any one of these guys, which is why this is so difficult. Mm-hmm. You have LaMelo over. So we're leaving DeMar. We're leaving KD, mm-hmm. Giannis, and Embiid. Yep. But here, here's the other guards. Trey Young. Zach Levine. He had, he had 56 last night, by the way. I won't put that out there. But go ahead. <laughs> Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. James Harden. Freddie Van Vliet, mm-hmm. and then uh, Garland, Darius Garland. I'm trying Darius to uh, – Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. You've got, you've got LaMelo over mm-hmm. all those guys. Yep. I think LaMelo's starting in the All-Star game. Okay. I'm, I'm going to – I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very – I feel like the city of Chicago is going to come out, and we might see a DeMar Zach backcourt. That's not ridiculous however, neither. However, that's them. That's their voting. Who I'm putting in my backcourt, I'm putting Trey Young with DeMar okay. DeRozan and then mm-hmm. those other three guys. So okay. to the West. So in the West, uh, in the back, in, in the front court, I got Joker. I got uh, James. And I'm going to surprise you here, Tone. I got Cat starting. That's not a surprise. I got cat starting at the That's other actually court. not a surprise. It's not a surprise because that's my three. Yeah, I got cat starting at the other spot. So because I, I look I look at the other guys and I'm like, okay, LeBron, I think LeBron and Jokic are, are locks. And then it's like Paul George, Cat. I'm not a you know, Paul George, um, you know, Anthony Davis, Brandon Ingram, Porzingis, Wiggins, Valanchunas. Valanchunas. Valanchunas should be get should get some some love, however. Uh, Aiton, but all of those guys have been kind of inconsistent, and so yeah. I, and I thought I was going to surprise you and say, "Cat, okay." So we both. So front court, we're good on the front court. Yep. I think but it's I the can't. back court. It's the back court where we where I think we may or may not, because well, I might. It, I think I'm going to surprise you. I think it's. Uh, I think it's simple. It's Chris Paul and Curry. I got Curry and Morant. John Morant might be starting in the All-Star game. I love, I love me some John, John Morant. John Morant might be starting in the All-Star game. He's making the All-Star team, no question about that. He may be starting in the All-Star game. That, that's not ridiculous. I was asked a question yesterday. You know, we're going we're gonna to bring in the mailbag. We're, gonna, mm-hmm. we're, we're working on the mailbag segment because we want to we wanna have a good name and a catchy, mm-hmm. you know, I want to have an intro for it. I want to do a whole thing. Um, so we're going to do it. But there was one thing that was in the mailbag, which was, if there's a player all time mm-hmm. who could win in the same year a dunk contest and a three-point shooting contest, who would it be? And the names that were thrown out was Zach Levine, mm-hmm. um, Donovan, Damian Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, and, and Damian Lillard. Those mm-hmm. were the three. Do you know who mine is? John Morant. John Morant. <laughs> I think John, ja, ja Morant could probably do that. Mm-hmm. I'm so... I said this two years ago. You know, everyone was talking about Zion and you know, all these uh, Luca when they were coming into the league. And I was like, I don't know, something about John Morant. I just, I think he's going to be special. 
And I think we're starting to see that. If he can get that special consistent now, mm-hmm. man. So so that's mine. So that so you got you got Curry and you got Curry and Paul. And look, you can't go wrong with Curry or Paul. But I, yeah. I, I think I think if it's my team, I got Ja. So our only difference is where you got Lamelo in the East. I got mm-hmm. Trey. You got Paul. See, you like the veterans. I like the youngsters. I like the, the <laughs> Which I like the youngsters we're normally too. the opposite. We're normally right. the opposite. Right. But I like the youngsters too. I like this kid, John Moran. He could very well start an all-star game. Absolutely. He could start an all-star game. And then I'm thinking about the other teams. I'm thinking about the other teams in the Western Conference. And outside of Ja, I don't, I can't really, if you look at, just look at the Pacific Division, right? That's Sacramento, because Fox is not going to start. Right. Sacramento, Golden State, uh, the Lakers, the Clippers, Phoenix. So, Chris Paul and, 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 and Steph Curry. So when you look at the Southwest Division, yep. when I look at the Southwest Division with San Antonio, Dallas, Houston, New Orleans, and Memphis, well, John's the only guy that I'm thinking about because Dame hasn't played well enough where he should be starting an all-star game. I don't think yeah, so. Let's keep in mind, this isn't – I know we make this mistake sometimes. This isn't a lifetime achievement. Award. No, it is this not. This is how no. you're playing this season. That's so you're correct. Right. Literally isn't playing great. Nope. Um, look, look, there's some names like Mitchell – uh, Doncic, Booker, right. you know, mm-hmm. Shy, Anthony Edwards. There's some really good players, right? But like, if I, if I have to gun to my head, I have to pick one. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm gonna have a. Uh, That's not ridiculous. I feel it's like I have. I'm gonna feel like I'm gonna have. A, I'm taking Iguodala moment. I'm taking John Murray. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, you know, I want to before we get to the biggest stories of. Uh, of 2021 and that's how we're going to end it i do want to ask you one other question because we talked about antonio brown so we're going to circle back here for a second Mm -hmm. and you know i'm always at odds with nick wright um i think it's just he he came out the other day and said the the problem with antonio brown you got to put the blame some of the blame the responsibility on tom brady he vouched for him he brought him into his home he brought him onto the team and he found a way in Nick wrong fashion to say, just like LeBron James, if you can blame LeBron James for bringing in a player like Russell Westbrook, who doesn't fit into the system and he gets the blame for it, which I don't know anybody who's blamed LeBron James for that. But anyways, um, then you got to blame Tom Brady because LeBron, and then he goes on a five minute thing about LeBron, Mm -hmm. how he was able to make everything about LeBron James is actually a skill that, you know what, as much as I hate it, I got it. I guess I'm impressed. I don't know. Like, he just, it's kind of like six degrees of separation from uh, Kevin Bacon. He finds mm-hmm. a way to do that with, with LeBron. Is it Tom Brady? Do, is, is, do you put any of that blame on Tom Brady? And do you bring LeBron James for Russell Russ, Russ, blah, blah, blah. Russell Russbrook? I can't even say his name. Russell Westbrook? Well, first of all, when you vouch for somebody, you vouch them for everything. Okay? So you're not, when, when, when you bring somebody else in tone, I'm telling you, this is my guy, and we're doing this because I think that he can help us. So anything that comes with him, I'm the one who got it. Prime example would be in uh in in 2015 when Cleveland traded for J.R. Smith and James vouched for J.R. Smith. He said, Yo, I got him. And he vouched for this guy. So all the stuff that come with JR, I'm the one who's I'm the one on the hook for it. So Tom Brady, who vouched for when you vouch, like I said, Tom, when you vouch for somebody, you vouching for everything. Now, the, the issue that we have is, is we think that all the talent and his play is going to overshadow all the nonsense. And we're going to make you forget about all of that. That's what you're now, hoping for. That's what you're hoping for. But once again, Tone, when I vouch for you, I'm vouching for everything. So when that nonsense comes up, I'm on the hook for that because I vouched for you. So Tom Brady, absolutely, he does. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to say shoulder a, a huge load, no, but well, when vouch, but when you vouch for somebody, Tone, you have to take everything that comes with it. No so question is, vouch, about is that. vouching is vouching like co-signing a loan? So if, he, exactly go, if he goes is. delinquent on it, I got to pay the bill. That's exactly what it is. I, okay. I, what I equated to is I equated to the '89 uh, Detroit Pistons when they traded for Mark Aguirre. Now, Bill and Beer had made it crystal clear, Mark. I don't like you. I don't like nothing about you. Isaiah vouches for you, though. So Isaiah vouches for you. These are the rules. This is how we do things. Let's go. So Isaiah vouching for him. This is my man. So all this, all the nonsense that come with him, I'll handle it. And I'll take it. So that's part of it. Okay. All right. Well, then I, then there you go. 
then Tom Brady, Tom Brady does have some some explaining to do. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to throw out, I don't know, five maybe of the biggest stories of 2021. And there's a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. And you tell me if one of those five you feel is the biggest story of 2021 or is it something else? So we're going to start no particular order. Mm-hmm. Giannis and then Milwaukee Bucks win an NBA championship. So Giannis gets his first. I don't know how much of a baseball fan you are, mm-hmm. but there was this player in the Major League Baseball, Otani. Mm-hmm. Not only could pitch, and it's hard. I don't know how, how much how much baseball you've played. It's hard to hit a major league pitcher. Like 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 when people say, you know, I can I could do that when they're watching you know certain mm-hmm. sport. No, you can't. You can't. You, you can't. So Otani Otani goes for forty home runs, hundred and fifty six strikeouts. So he can pitch too, and obviously wins the American League MVP. So that's mm-hmm. huge. In college sports, the NIL comes out. Name, image, likeness, for those that don't know what NIL stands for, where players can now sign deals to get paid to use uh-huh. their name, image, and likeness, something that they hadn't been able to do in the past. In 2021, there was a huge focus on mental health. Mm-hmm. And obviously this week, we're talking a bit about it as well. And then the last one on my list, and you know this, this is not just sports, this is the world over, is COVID. His, uh, well, here's the one thing that we got to reset. We, we, we got to accept, Tone. And the reason why COVID is a big deal is because people are wrapped up in COVID being a nuisance. Like it's going to go away. COVID's not going anywhere. COVID is very much like what the flu is, where now it's a part of our society and we're just going to have to deal with it. Now, every, they're going to be, they're going to be stronger variants. They're going to be weaker variants. You know, Tone, over 36,000 people every year die of the flu. More people die some years than others. But with that being said, the flu isn't going anywhere. COVID isn't going anywhere. It's something that's just going to be a part of our society. And it's it's going to be a part of who we are now. So that's one thing. Now, when I think about the, the NCAA, I think that's a big deal, Tone. And the reason why that's a big deal is because Basically, what happened was that the, the, the field hands got smart and decided that the reason why this thing is running the way it is is because of us. And it's not just going to be, you know, you give me an educate, free education, room and board anymore. That's not enough. Now you have to come off of other things. I should be able to now profit off of my own likeness like you do. You're not just doing me a favor, quote unquote, by putting me in school and 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 and, and putting me up. No, I should be because that's the American way anyway. I should be able to profit off my own likeness. You are not the only one who's going to profit off of that. Because last time I checked, Tone, when I when I played college basketball, the one thing that I found out when you can't play no more, you can't play no more. Oh, take it from a player who got injured. Right. So that that's got people for, don't realize this your scholarship is not for your entire career it is year to year and if there's a, if there's a new coach if you mm-hmm. get hurt like mm-hmm. i did that scholarship goes away yes so absolutely. that being said i'm going to go back to the first one you said um because obviously covid is, is the biggest world story not just in sports last year but mm-hmm. i think i think you're right i think people thought or at least people think even to this day they think it's like going to be kind of like smallpox where we're going to find a vaccine and it's going to be eradicated and that's not the case. Even the vaccine that we have is is a, it's not a vaccine to eradicate it. It's a vaccine to lessen the the severity of of what you get. Correct. And so obviously that's a huge story. But I think you're right. The reason why I think it's going to be a forever thing we're going to be dealing with. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make it any less important. However, I think, much like you do, NIL is the biggest story of 2021 because I think it changes the way one the ncaa is run which is a huge organization obviously Mm -hmm. and i think it shifts the balance of power from the traditional schools who were going to be the powerhouse is what we thought forever Mm -hmm. well now when there's money involved that changes so let me go back to something that you said that's very important because i i get this argument all the time and they say well student athletes they get their you know their room and board they get their tuition and that should be enough you're getting a free education Mm -hmm. And my thing is this, 
at once upon a time, I, I bought into that. And I said, yeah, that's, that's amazing. I did too. Here's, here's my problem. If I am an athlete and I'm playing for you and you're giving me a free education, there's a point where what you make versus what I get out of it is no longer anywhere near being balanced. Right. So if I go back when the NCAA rules and such were created a hundred years ago, I think it was pretty fair. I got an education. You got a player. It worked out. But now the NCAA is a billion dollar industry. Yeah, it is. So you're making billions. Coaches are making hundreds of millions. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting, what's a four-year scholarship worth? 100K? 200K? Depending on where you go. Yeah. Depending on the school. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm getting, so let's call it 200K. I'm getting 200K. My coach is getting 100 million. And my school's getting a billion. That's no longer balanced. Mm -hmm. And it'll never be balanced. I understand that, you know, the, the players will never make a hundred million in college. I don't think, however, they can make a million dollars. And I think that's fair because just think about the players who either got a slap on the wrist, a suspension, a fine, because they went to a sporting goods store and signed their name. It's my name. Right. You want to pay for my signature? I should be able to sell my signature. That, that part just, that's where I kind of went, hold on now. You know, now we're taking it too far. You're, yeah. you're selling my jerseys. You're selling my jerseys to students I go to class with mm -hmm. for 50 bucks a shot. I get, and I get nothing? I'm, I'm eating ramen noodles and, 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 and hot dogs. They're buying that. Yeah, I'm eating ramen noodles. Oh, man, That's ramen noodles. I kind of miss ramen, ramen noodles. Um, but not that much. You, you're selling for 50, 75 bucks with my name on it. It has my name on it. And that's why they're buying it because I'm the, I'm the best player here. And I get nothing. nothing. So, so I think that, and so, so that was the first part of it. Why I think this is what they're doing is right. I'm scared also because you put a million dollars in the, you know, 18 year old kids hands, mm -hmm. it can get a little dicey, but here's why I like it. And we saw it already. Jackson state an HBCU mm -hmm. signs the number one prospect. Deion Sanders goes out and does his work because mm -hmm. you know why? Well, because what's the difference between going to FSU, his alma mater, and going to Jackson State? Well, you're going to get the same exposure. You're going to get the same money. You're going to get it. So why not? So now these powerhouse schools, you know, the you know, will Alabama still be as strong? Now, I think Alabama still has the, the cachet. They still get the top prospects, and Nick Saban does. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, like, you're going to start to see basketball programs, <coughs> football programs. It's going to start to change because do I want to go? Let's, I'll use Alabama. Do I want to go to Alabama? as a four-star quarterback recruit mm -hmm. and be a, and be a third string quarterback, or do I want to sign a $500,000 deal and go to, I'm going to bring up some HBCUs. Cause I obviously have go with Hugh Jackson at Grambling state. Of course. I'm from Louisiana, by the way. So why not go there and start as mm. right where, where that school probably doesn't get a four-star recruit. It's probably a two or a three. Now they're mm. getting a four and a five-star recruit. Cause he's got a million dollar deal. He's got a $500,000 deal. I'm going to get exposure. I'm going to be seen. Do I need to leave? I don't, I know for me, mm -hmm. I left the comforts of home in Toronto and went to West Virginia. Mm -hmm. That was a culture shock. I would have loved to have stayed in Toronto and played. Mm -hmm. Now that's different. It's Canada. But my point is you're, you know, you're a California kid or you're an Alabama kid. You're from Mississippi. You're from Georgia. If you can stay home and maybe now, maybe you want to leave. That's another thing, but either way, or you want to leave? Well, now I'm maybe I'm scared. Maybe I want to stay in Georgia because I'm scared. If I go to Alabama, I won't have I won't have any money because I, you know, I, I'm going to be focused on football. I'm going to be focused on basketball. Now remember this too, Tom. Also remember this. Now, Hugh Jackson, Deion Sanders. Because what's the ultimate goal here? The ultimate goal here. NFL. Right. So Deion Sanders played in the NFL. So he knows how to get there. Yep. Hugh Jackson was a head coach in the NFL. Yeah. Eddie George. Eddie George, head coach, played in the NFL. So these the pathway to get there is now almost it, – it, it's not that it's even, but it's not as – the gap isn't as And that's, as and that's why I say, look, this is still year one. Yeah. This thing progresses. And that's why I say it's the biggest story because this yeah. is going to have ramifications yeah. and changes to a huge system. Mm -hmm. Over the next five years, we're going to see things change. Yes, and so that, that's why – in terms of sports, you know, in terms of the world, I get it. It's COVID, mm -hmm. right? Um, but in terms of sports, I think NIL uh, is number one. But let's not – let's end the show with this. 
uh, because we started the show with mental health uh, and Antonio Brown, and we didn't mm-hmm. say. And there was three questions I had about Antonio Brown. Was it his last game? We said yes. Will he be in the Hall of Fame? I think we both agreed at some point. And the last one that we didn't talk about, and it ties in with the mental health, is does he need help? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that because you know I love I love my old wide receiver. He went from Denver to Miami to Chicago and then others. But um, the one thing I loved about Brandon Marshall, and you know you see him every week now on I Am Athlete talking about mental health, and they do their check ins and and really bringing that to the forefront. I think it's something that as men, mm-hmm. you don't talk about it. If you're feeling bad, if you're depressed, if you're down, it's like, buck up, man. You know, yeah. let's Get go. Over. Get over it. But there's certain things that it's not just, I feel bad today. There's, there are some people that have some serious concerns. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, I, look, I don't know. I don't know Antonio Brown's story. So I'm not going to suggest it's CTE or it's mental health or whatever. Obviously he's, you know, if he does need help, I say this, ask for it, get it mm-hmm. to the people around him, help him. But to anybody else, like it's been, it's come to the forefront in 2021 more than ever before. And I just say, let's, let's keep it that way. And if you're mm-hmm. not feeling, you know, there's people find someone like I know when I, if I'm, you know, I got to, I'll tell you a funny story, not a funny story, but a, a, a good story about mm-hmm. mental health. So for those that know, um, I, I interviewed Hugh Jackson one day a couple of years ago for my mm-hmm. show for, for sports. And we really hit it off mm-hmm. so much so that we decided to do a show for a year called the coach and AK. He's the coach. Mm-hmm. I'm AK. And we did a show every single week. And we, and you, you know, just like you and I, when you talk to someone a couple of times a week, every week, you get to know each other, you become, you either hate each other or you become right. friends. Mm-hmm. So Hugh and I became friends and we had been talking about, I am athlete, oddly enough, about their check-ins. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and he, I'm not talking out of turn because I'm not going to tell you too much, but he opened up to me and said, hey, that year, last year in Cleveland was really hard mentally, sure. what was going on, right? Like he had family issues, which he's openly talked about. There's some deaths in the family. Obviously, what was going on in Cleveland, they lied to him, all this stuff. <laughs> he couldn't talk about it because he was under contract and it plays with you emotionally. Mm-hmm. And so kind of fast forward, I went through something halfway through last year and, and I was like, I didn't, I didn't know who would understand what I was going through. And then I remembered coach Hugh telling me about his stuff. And I was like, he'd understand. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to him and I said, Hey, this is what's going on. And he, as a, as a great coach motivator would do, gave me one of the best talks I've ever had. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh man, I needed, I needed to hear that. Yeah. And so my point is it doesn't have to be, you know, look, it could be your, your pastor, it could be your brother, your sister, your mother, your best friend, a, a professional. If, if you know what, don't be shy. Just like yeah. I was, I was almost, I was embarrassed when I said to, I was like, ah, this is how I'm feeling. And man, it was the best thing I ever did was saying yeah. it to him because to this day, I think back to the words he shared and I was like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. I feel, I feel better. Yeah. So I just, I want to put that out there into the world. Cause for anyone who hears it, you know, I always say this, if one person hears it and does something that makes their life better than it, then it's worth it. So yeah. I wanted to bring it up because it was on the list and I, and I think it's important. So with that being said, that's the end of episode one, season two of, I'm going to call it sports, basketball, football, life. Fluent and chill. Any final words other than, you know what you're going to say, but other than that, any other words? All right. Until Friday. Take it light or take it. <laughs>